Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen, and I'm the dungeon master of this ragtag group of heroes and adventurers. However, this campaign is all about them, not about me. It's about the lovely people who join me each and every Wednesday night. Please, introduce yourselves, lovely people. Hello, everyone. My name's Claire. I'm playing Mira, the dragonborn sorcerer, half silver dragon, half red dragon. Um, currently in her element in... Not, well, not her element. Her element is ice and fire. Ah, but she's having a good time in Palin, <laughs> in a political intrigue. Um, and yeah, she's just a keen bean sorcerer. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah. Keen bean sorcerer. Absolutely. That's me. Uh, I'm Michael, and I'm playing Lucky Hobbs, the artificer Warforged, who is currently shopping and has very wisely um, traded away his kidney. His kidney. For, for a shiny new piece of armor. For a very amazing piece of armor. Yes. Yes, it, it is. is. Absolutely. And our lovely guest, who's now a permanent part of the uh, permanent part of the, the stream, really. Yeah, I think I'm staying or sticking around. <laughs> I'm Ali, and I'm playing the Moon Druid Lyra, who has is very happy right now as she's just received a very amazing piece of armor thanks to her friend lucky um and now she's feeling extra motivated to uh try and help him get another kidney a better kidney yeah i mean look it was a um it was a it didn't cost too much only an arm and a leg but but um well yeah, our vital organs, but uh, yeah, no, I think we'll, we'll see if it works out in the long run. Point, point in charisma. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's all it cost was a point in charisma. Um, yeah, so I think we'll. Um, unfortunately, uh, Jared is not going to be joining us tonight. He has been poisoned uh, by food. Nope. He's got food poisoning, um, so he's currently just uh, projectile vomiting everywhere. Like um, oh. we've locked him up in the dungeon. He's just spraying the walls. We figured it was safest just keep him down there in the basement. Um, Whose turn is it to go check on him? Is that you, Michael? Are you checking on him later? Um, I was supposed to, but last time I heard, last time I was down there, he had the spin, so I was nah. Yeah, I reckon we'll just just chuck the hose down. Just just hose him down. Maybe the gurney yeah, could do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get the gurney out. Um, for those of you who, who aren't Australian, don't know what a gurney is. Uh, it's like a, what, a pressure hose. Best way to describe it. Mm. Yeah, pressure pressure washer. Yeah. Pressure pressure washer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need to remember sometimes that. Um, we use terms that people might not be familiar with, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we can jump straight in. I've got I've got no no crazy crazy exciting news. Um, if anyone else got anything fun to share, actually no, that's a complete lie. I do have something fun to share. It turns out um, we recently got uh, got a little shout out from um, Good Australian Podcasts, which is a literally just a website that keeps uh, keeps records of podcasts that they like. Um, and they chucked us up on their front page. So thank you so much for the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're on their, on their like, feature front page right now, which is uh, amazing. So thank you so much, guys. Um, when, when I started this uh, a year ago with Claire, um, Simon <laughs> and Andrew and uh, Jared, we, we didn't really expect it to be uh, as big as it's become. We kind of just were doing this for a bit of... Um, bit of lockdown fun really couldn't hang out with our friends couldn't play D D in person so we thought oh we'll play online and then i was like oh well i, I, I really enjoyed listening to some D D podcasts why don't we just record our sessions and check them up online and um that's literally how we got here today <laughs> that's uh that's it there was no grand plan it just sort of happened um yeah crazy 
that's 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 my news yeah yeah that's it crazy times indeed uh well i think we better uh better jump back into things now mira Jin, loki and lyra have now arrived at palin capital of the ocean empire and now the location for a council meetings of lords spies and mercenary groups as the threat posed by the order of the dragon looms larger each passing day having thwarted many of the cult streams uh, cult's schemes that's a hilarious little uh, uh little freudian set there <laughs> having thwarted many of this cult's schemes the tempest guild are the chosen representative of the leagues of adventurers in this historic summit seated in the imperium seat of the ocean empire the group know that the order of the dragon has been around in various forms for centuries historically attempting to use necromancy to bring the bodies of dead dragons back to life as draco liches but in the past few years something has changed the goal now seems to be the accumulation of vast amounts of gold silver and treasure by any means necessary however the group have discovered wealth is not the end game the purpose of this horde seems to be some integral part of a ritual required to release tiamat one of the betrayer gods from her prison in another dimension somewhere far beyond astral space other requirements or specifications for this ritual remain clouded and unknown to our party, except a suspicion that Mira might somehow be needed or useful to its activation. After spending some time with Susurus, a tiefling spy and member of the Harpers, a college of bars devoted to gathering secrets and intelligence, the party split briefly, with Mira and Jin visiting the embassy of Velixir, while Loki and Lyra went exploring and shopping. While Loki sold some of his internal components to purchase some new armor for Lyra, Mira and Jin met with Elia, a silver dragonborn diplomat who is in fact an ancient silver dragon. Mira and Elia spent some time reconnecting, Mira having previously worked for Elia as a minor diplomat prior to her joining the party. The conversation soon turned to the Order of the Dragon, however, with Elia expressing concerns over the fear and hatred spread by this group towards dragons and culminating in her asking Mira to be her representative at the upcoming council meeting. Now that is where we left off last session, with the two groups still separate. Um, Mira and Jin just in the process of leaving the Veloxur embassy, uh, walking out of this very low-to-the-ground uh, low white um, pasted or white marbled... Not marble, sorry, white... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, white coloration... Um, Mortar, white mortar was what I was looking for. White mortared um, building the embassies located, the sands around, um, taken from the homeland of Elixir. A number of dragonborn guards standing watch. Jin is still in his dragonborn form and walks beside you, Mira, uh, keeping pace. Where did you want to go? And what did you want to do? Um, I think that, because it was only like two hours before we were going to meet back up and go to the meeting, I think. Exactly. Yeah, so we're going to go back to that central park. I think we decided that we were going to meet up there. Yep, that's exactly right. You guys had decided that the central park, where you saw the um, the other diplomats uh, sort of milling around uh, before, I think you'd seen some uh, Ganassi diplomats, that's right, who'd just yeah. been told they would have to wait another couple of days to see the uh, one of the councilmen, which resulted in the fire Ganassi setting fire to one of the... Uh, one of the uh, one of the little uh, pantheons. Hmm. Hmm. Fantastic and Lockie. Um, oh, yeah. I was just yeah. going to say 
We just had that way and wait. We're probably a bit early, but we relaxed a bit early. So. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. got to be on time. It's time yeah. to get your notes prepared, time to get your yeah. affairs in order, make sure you're prepared for the meeting ahead. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, someone's got to get the shorthand ready for minutes. Oh, she's already taken it out and making notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mira, Jin sits standing next to you. Oh, yes, yes. I've got like my little my little glasses out and my little quill. Yes, yes. Sorry, Jin. Yes. This is no, no need to apologise. I was just thinking... Perhaps uh, I could be a little bit more useful on the inside, shall we say? This council meeting. If all of us are there, we're only going to know what they tell us to our faces. Wouldn't you rather like to know what they're saying behind closed doors? Oh, is this like a spy thing, you mean? Get some intel? Am I, am I going to be spying and is that a spy thing? Yes. 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 I, I see. And she does that weird wink thing again. Where, where she, she just blinks. Where yeah, both eyes wink simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. Well, That's... I was thinking think... I might go in disguise. Oh, yes. Yes. Which? Who? Which? This time? Well, I do love Swabby Seabeard, but I think he's not going to be particularly appropriate for today's escapades. No, not, I think you have more political nuance than Swabby Seabeard would ever have. Yes, I think I might just go for a rather plain, nondescript human. Nothing too fancy. No, n- nothing about him that stands out. Do you want me to I tell you call this, him... or is this completely hush-hush? Probably best if you... I mean, as long as no one's listening, you can tell the others. Oh, Right. Can I look around? Very obviously. Uh, you're still just in the grounds of the embassy. Um, you can see a couple of dragonborn sort of milling about, a couple of the guards. Um, there's a few uh, dragonborn in the um, the classic robes of the diplomats. These um, So the, the, the clothing of the diplomats is, is quite unique. It's uh, very long flowing robes with a very deep V cut um, in the chest, a very sort of a, 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 where the, the cloth sort of cuts over and, uh, and meets in the middle. It's a very long, deep V. And the edges have been embroidered with... Um, different gemstones of a, of a contrasting colour to the colour of the cloth itself. So if a, if it's a white dragonborn, they're wearing a red cloak with white or clear crystals sewn in to complement their scale colour. Um, and it's a, it, it's, it's a sign of respect and a sign of acceptance back in Veloxur. Probably something that many people in uh, Palin wouldn't really understand, but um, it's, it's, a de- it's a deliberate move by Elia to try and unify the dragonborn and the dragon peoples after the uh, after the ruin, trying to sort of remove that division of chromatic and metallic, mm. um, yep. trying to encourage a much more cohesive society. Um, cool. And that and that would have been a major focus for Elia the whole time you were with her. It's been her major focus for hundreds of years following the ruin, and it's definitely something she would have devoted most of her attention to. And most of the tasks she had for you were somehow related to that goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, Yes, something yeah. subtle would be good. Yes, I think something something nondescript. I think I'll call myself maybe Steve or Adam. Steve! Steve. Steve. Yes. I remember that character. Yes, Steve's perfect. Steve. Steve. <laughs> well, Mira, I will meet up with you after the meeting. Gives okay. you a nod. And then as he sort of steps back, 
and moves outside the embassy, disappears into the crowd of people moving along the main street. At this point, you're now by yourself, um, apart from the other dragonborns sort of in the area around you, just by yourself in the main uh, gardens, um, sand gardens, I should say, uh, succulent plants in the in the antechamber of the embassy. Um, I guess Mira would just look around and remembering working here and she kind of resolutely having combined the two worlds a little bit just feels a bit more confident and she walks out mm. yeah Makes absolutely play. yeah yeah 100% you move out to the main street continue walking along fantastic um okay Lockie and Lyra what are you guys doing while this is going on hmm. so you've, you've picked up your armor you've picked up your items that you needed um what are you guys up to? I think at the moment, Blocky's just wandering around pointing at things that are suboptimal and being like, this system of water could be very much improved if they didn't have that little bit there. See, see that bit, Lara? It's stopping the flow and it's going to clog up during a storm. I think that is incredibly uh, un- un- under-engineered. Yes. Um, as you say that, uh, the gnome artificer who's currently working away at it turns to you and goes, "Well, yeah, yeah fuck off, mate. You, you think you do a better job? I, I mean, do you how much they, do you how much they pay me? It's like three coppers to fix this. That's not enough to buy materials, cover the cost of my work. Come on, mate. Seriously, give me a break. Well, and you should take at least some pride in your work, right? And look, that that, that wrench that you're using, that what, what is that?" You've got two bits welded together. That's not going to... The talk is going to break that. You're going to hurt yourself. Do I come round and tell you how to be a warforged? I think I mean, you... To be fair, you couldn't. You have very little knowledge of my internal functions. You're exactly right. It's about your level of knowledge of the work I'm doing right now, mate. Please give us a break. Just fuck off. I mean... It doesn't take a, a, an expert to say that a kink in a pipe is a terrible idea when you're trying to flow water in that direction at all. It is if I'm trying to slow down the flow of water to get a solid sort of output on the other end. You're going to create a bottleneck. You're trying to slow down the output, then give it at least some sort of upward function, so use gravity against it. You're going to create a, Lyra, a bottleneck. It's going to Lyra, break. I, I don't think this is going to stop. What, what are you doing while this is going on? <laughs> I think she she probably wandered off at this point, like, maybe just a cool-looking shop front window, or even just a butterfly flying past, like, she's very much just, ooh, off she goes. Yeah, I I think think it's... I think it's absolutely in um, absolutely in uh, in keeping with um, keeping with the city. That yeah, a, a, a rather large, impressive species of butterfly flitters past your face. And as you turn to look at it, you suddenly see there's a shop over there, but not just any shop. It seems to be a shop selling sweets, not just pastries. This is something new, something you've not seen before. These strange colours and this almost like a, a glass-like appearance to them, or a crystal-like appearance. To these sweets. Um, in all different colours and shapes and all different patterns. Lara's already just pressed against the front glass, just like, what is this? Absolutely, yeah. And as you, as you peer through, you can see a, uh, a large figure, easily six and a half feet tall, very slight blue tint to the skin, large um, goat-like or, or, um, or sheep-like ears, curly hair, um, 
I'd say you probably would have met Furbolgs or known about Furbolgs. It's it's a Furbolg who's in there, um, and he seems to, he's got these massive oven mitts on his hands as he pours out of a large copper pot this um, this molten mixture of this bright red coloured um, substance that he's pouring onto a cold table. Uh, and as he finishes, he presses his hand against one part of the table, and frost begins to coalesce. And begins hardening and setting this uh, this strange substance. Um, for those of you who are listening, it's boiled sweets. <laughs> um, he's just making boiled sweets. Um, but we're seeing it through the eyes of uh, of Lyra, who has not interacted with boiled sweets before. Brand new. I, she just she goes straight in. She is all bubbles. She's like, I need to get me some of these. Yeah, you just push on through. Well, hello there. <laughs> nice to meet you. Are you after some sweets? Is that what they are? It looks really cool. I've never seen anything like it before. It's rock candy. Is it made of rocks? Made of sugar. Huh. And honey. uh, And sometimes rocks to give the color. He points over at some um, lapis lazuli that is in the process of pounding into a fine dust to give the blue. Can I can I get some, please? Uh, how much are they? For you, you could have a bag for two copper. Reaches <gasps> down underneath, pulls out a large um, a large uh, cloth bag, uh, full to the brim with this uh, this rock candy. Counting so, on her fingers, uh, she's like, "Can I have four bags, please?" <laughs> of course, you can have a jar. And he reaches <gasps> below and pulls out a massive jar. Oh my god. Silver. Okay. And she uh, slams down the silver on the counter and is like, oh my god. Yeah, it's, a, it's a big old mason jar full of boiled sweets. You can add um you can add boiled sweets in a mason jar to your inventory. Nice. Mason jar. <laughs> and then um, I think she'll probably go back out and try and find Lockie. <laughs> you see Lockie and this gnome are having a, a very long discussion that has not stopped. The conversation has continued on. Um, at this point now, the, the gnome is basically showing, um, or tr- attempting to show Lockie, like, why he's had to do what he's had to do. Um, and Lockie has continued to, like, just point out that it, it, despite the fact that this is what he's done, it's not the most efficient system. There was a, a much better way that he could have done it if he'd looked at it this way instead. Um, and it's actually ended up with uh, with this gnome basically giving up walking away, leaving his tool um, just sitting on the ground. Lockie's looked around a little bit, and I'm guessing Lockie's then gone to try and fix this himself. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, as, by the time you come back, Lockie's just in the process of finishing up correcting this pipe. And then, and he still thinks he's there. So, and oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. what I do is I'll finish off doing this and a light dusting. Here we go. See, watch. See, when I do this and I heat the metal up, it'll fuse uh, together, and you're not Lockie, going to. Have, yes? Who are you talking to? My little gnome friend. Uh, I had a little gnome friend. Uh, <laughs> no little gnome friend here. Oh, well. At least Would you like friend. a sweet? Would I like a sorry what? Would you like a sweet? And she just thrust the jar out at him. Like, I don't know if you can eat these, but they look really cool. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I, I cannot eat, but I will try one, yes. Uh, your gears begin sort of grinding and crushing away. As you sort of place this inside the cavity that is your mouth, um, <laughs> a number of small gears begin sort of attempting to crush this. Uh, could you make me a constitution saving throw, please? <laughs> is, that a natural, is that a natural one I see? Yes. A total of seven. 
Um, Loki freezes in place as one of his gears gets stuck on the rock candy and he ceases to function. He just freezes in place. Ah. Uh, uh, oh no. <laughs> She's panicking. She's full of freaking out. She's um currently trying to size up how much Loki weighs so that she might be able to carry him to the park and like just scream at the others for help. Uh, as you're doing this, a uh, an orc, uh, an orcish gentleman, walks past. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with the orcs in my world, um, half orcs and orcs are the same people. Uh, they're just sort of split um, depending on which god they follow. So um, orcs who followed Gromush, uh, god of tyranny and evil, uh, are the more traditional bestial-looking orcs. The orcs who followed Melora, goddess of the wilds, became more sort of civilized-looking orcs, and they're the half orcs. But they they still look quite very very orcish, um, and they live mostly on the seas and on the open oceans in floating cities. A very sort of Polynesian vibe to them. They've got long tattoos and large areas of their bodies are tattooed with this um, very dark blue um, tattoo coloration. Uh, it depicts stories of their clan, stories of their location. You, you can learn a lot about them. If you know how to read the tattoos, you can learn a lot about them just by looking. Um, this large orcish gentleman just bumps into Loki. There's a moment uh, where he sort of goes to catch Loki, but doesn't quite get there in time. Loki bumps into the side of a wall, shaking loose this candy, and then immediately resumes functioning again. Loki, you're back. Thank fuck. That was both terrifying and... Does, does it kind of come out in like a little slot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it fires out at high speed and like smacks into a into a window, shattering it in the distance. You just hear this like, this like crack and then this like tinkle of glass and someone goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, the orchestra number goes, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, are you okay? I did not mean to bump into you. That is gradual. All right, my man. It seems you have uh, uh, repaired my function. I, I thank I, you. I mistook you for a statue. My deepest apologies. That is okay. I owe you a, a debt of some description. Um, here, have uh, a no, terrible no wrench. I'll, I'll give him the. I'll give him the the, the goblins or the the, the um the gnomes wrench. The gnomes wrench. Yeah. Well, have a terrible wrench. Thank you for this. Thank you very much for this. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with it, but. Um, Take it nonetheless. Tucks it into his belt. He's just walking along. All right. Merry tune. Well, that was, uh, Lara, that was uh, delicious. Is that the word that you use? It stopped all my function. Nope. I, I felt like I was in raptures. Uh, I'm not good. Let's just say no more rock candy for you. Uh, please, did, when you, when your gears stop moving and like you stop moving, does that mean you're like dead or dying? Um, no, it's, that is a good question. I'm going to have to ponder that one. I believe it's, well, I'm still powered. I'm still working. So I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Let me uh, think on Actually, hmm. What, what, what would it be similar to in, 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 in a, in a corporeal? Uh, hmm. I'm trying to, he's trying to think of a um, like a medical term that he could connect it to. I've got one in my head. But... Sleep? Yes. It feels like... <laughs> hmm. Not sleep. When my, all my gears are jammed like that, it's as if, you know, things in my head are firing all at once and it's a bit like a bit of a shake. I'm not sure. Oh, like an absent seizure. Like it's, it, yeah, it's like it seizes you somehow. <laughs> like something's like my gears seize up. Is there any equivalent in biological forms? Nah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Anyway, 
Nah. It wasn't super pleasant, but it was definitely interesting. I like to call it a seizure, but I, I don't know if there's any equivalent in biological forms yet. Yeah. In meat bags, yeah. as I like to call them. Yes, those meat bags. Meat bags, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Anyway. Um, yeah, I assume you guys continue on and head towards the park. Fantastic. Um, as you head back through the busy streets um, of the market district and Craftsman's Borough, um, specifically of the Bell District and Rosen. Uh, sorry, and Golden Falls Village. Um, you see, yeah, it, it's now sort of heading towards middle of the day. Um, it is starting to get quite busy. The streets are moving around. You're not quite sure what day of the week it is. Um, given that it has been such a long time since you had to track such a thing, you've got no idea whether this is a working day, some sort of holiday or weekend. You, you've got no idea, but it does seem to be fairly busy in the capital city. You can see vast amounts of people moving around, halflings, half-elves, humans of all shapes and sizes. Um, yeah, as I said before, if you warforged uh, uh, dotted around the place, occasionally you'll see an incredibly specialised-looking warforged, one of the newer models that is this hyper-specialised body form. Um, there are a number of uh, cables in this district that link up some of the buildings, and occasionally you can see warforged with these very long, spindly arms above their heads with wheels attached that are using these cables um, almost as like a, a zip line to move across the city very, very quickly as they as they zip around. Um, that looks marvellous. Mm, a lot of them have large packs and things like that. Um, their legs have been modified into a second set of arms, which are now holding these items of interest and intrigue as they move along. Um, but yeah, you, you come to the edge of the district, you can see the large park in front of you. And uh, as we approach lunchtime, you can see there are a number of people with uh, food and drink spread out across the grass in the warm sun. Uh, a number of trees giving people shade. Those of those who are a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit light sensitive, a couple of the dwarves and dark elves are sticking to the shade, wanting to enjoy the outside, but not tolerant of the full force of the sun. Um, sticking to the, the partial dappled shade provided by the trees, these large oaks and birch. Um, it is beautiful, the park. It's been very well maintained, and people seem to be taking a pause, enjoying it. There's probably a moment for Lockie and Lyra where the things you've been through feel very far away. There's, Despite the unfamiliarity of the city and the, the situation you find yourself in, there's something universal about people enjoying a nice sunny day in a park, eating food, enjoying each other's company. Something, yeah, something universal about that that really connects with you have a moment of peace and quiet as you sort of see that despite all the things that have changed some things haven't people are always people and there'll always be warmth and beauty in the world it feels very comforting uh mira as you as you walk through probably a bit more of a feeling of disgust there are politicians everywhere um <laughs> very different experience for you given your history here um all of these people like not looking after their forms as you walk past one person you see they're actually using a bundle of paperwork wrapped in a in a uh, elegant rope uh, elegant ribbon they're actually using it as a coaster for their drink and as they lift it up there's this large brown stain in a half semicircle underneath that just really begins to ruffle your scales um <laughs> yes yeah, a, a couple of a couple of the politicians you might even recognize as you walk past a few representatives from the uh, the merchants guilds these slimy money-grabbing lawyers who you know to be part of the um, the Rosins and Rosins uh, solicitors group who are particularly <laughs> scummy. Um, 
yeah, very different experience for Mira yeah. <laughs> walking through the park. Um, but you guys eventually, without too much difficulty, find you find each other very um, very straightforward. As you, the large rotunda in the middle that has been partially burned by the fire Ganassi before, who is, <laughs> um, uh, who is uh, irate at having to wait an extra three days for a meeting, um, has been partially uh, put out. The top of the uh, the roof is still smouldering, and sections of the side have collapsed and caved in. A lot of curious onlookers uh, pause as they walk past and cock a curious head as they look. Um, you can see that the Ganassi are speaking with a member of the watch, um, dressed in this uh, very fine breastplates and brown cloaks, speaking with uh, with these people, trying to sort of take a statement and understand what's going on. Um, the fire Ganassi is being comforted and patted on the back by the water Ganassi as he sulks in the corner. Mm-hmm. having calmed down somewhat since you last saw him. Uh, but the four of you are reunited again. Uh, sorry, I should say three of you, because Jin has taken off and gone off on his own. So the three of you are reunited again. Hello there. <laughs> Hello. He said, he said the thing, he said his line. I it's know, his catchphrase. I like to think that I like to think that he doesn't actually say it. It's just something that's become so entrenched. There's now a gear that the noise it makes as it rotates into position is that's the noise. It just so happens to sound like "hello there." He's not actually saying anything. It's just it's just a malfunctioning gear at this point. <laughs> Would you like a boiled sweet? Oh, she thrusts the jar out again. Oh, Mira, Mira will take one. Absolutely, I know where these are from. You had so a there's nice... a couple of different couple of different colours. Um, they're blue, oh. red, green, yellow, orange, and black. Oh, 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 uh, oh! What? How many were there? It's a whole jar. Six. Oh, you're asking how many colours? Yeah, sorry, yeah, six different colours. Two, uh, red. Hmm. Mira, so in I... order: blue, red, green, yellow, orange, black. Mira eyes the red kind of suspiciously as she picks it up and is still feeling a bit hot-headed from the walking through the park. So she's like, that tracks, and she'll have that one. Um, Absolutely. Um, the taste of sweet strawberries fills your mouth. Hmm. Lovely. Lucky just... Uh, your gears do not cease to function. <laughs> Lucky's holding, holding. Yeah, no, 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 no. Lucky gives you just, just, just a little shake. Oh, um, it's, everything's perfectly fine. Just making sure. Uh-huh. Um, did you have a nice time in the city? Did some sightseeing, I hope? Yes. It was amazing. No. Oh. Do you um do you want to make a perception check, uh, Mira? Yeah. Uh, I want to see if you notice something. Uh-huh. With my incredible perception. Yes. Seven. Seven. Um, there's something different about Lyra. Maybe she's done her hair differently. Maybe... Oh. I don't know, something, something's different about her. Not quite sure what. Can't quite yeah. put your claw on it. Hmm. Well, yes. It's, it must be the sweets. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe it's the big jar of sweets she's carrying around. Could be that. Hmm. Uh, and has no idea about Lockie missing an organ, so that's no. fine. Yeah. Oh. Went to the bank, uh, went to the shops. I got into a, a, a lively discussion about drainage pipes and, and, and water viscosity. And Lucky sold a kidney so that we could get some armor. Oh! Case in point, I don't have kidneys, um, <laughs> but the rest of the stories, yeah, yes, a little true. 
Um, <laughs> it's really cool llama, though. See, it shines. Look at it shine. Posing. <laughs> well, um, I, if okay, if everyone is okay with this, then okay. <laughs> I feel fine. Okay. We're gonna try and find him a new one, though. Okay, that sounds good. I, I'm afraid I'm not really in the know for warforged kidneys, but perhaps we can find a. Do warforged have doctors? Uh, no, we do our own mechanics. Ah. Well, at least I do. And it, I feel perfectly fine. Although I have noticed that people are a little bit irritable today. I wonder if there's something in the water. Ah, uh, just the usual supplements. Wait, there actually is things in the water? I don't know, is there? Oh, no. Uh, I do yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, fluoride is added to the water, absolutely. The citizens of Palin need to have good dental hygiene, so yeah, fluoride's added. No lithium. <laughs> No mood stabilizers. No. <laughs> uh, make me make me a. Um, what would that be? I guess that would be a. Um, ooh, what would I call that? Make that. Make a conspiracy check for me, please. Um, let's see. <laughs> make just just a flat history check if you find me. Let's see what you flat know history. about uh, flat history check. Okay. To be fair, for conspiracy, check. conspiracy theories. <laughs> Four. Yeah. Four. Yeah, I, do you know what? Now that now that you think about it, you did hear a rumor once that lithium was added to the water. Huh. Maybe you're right, Lucky. <laughs> Maybe there is. I don't know. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe there is. Is, is not. Um, but as long as you're all right. Yes, I feel fine. Okay. Maybe it's just yeah, something in the water. Sure. I try not to turn off these two newcomers to the city of Palin. <laughs> exactly. You want to. You want to keep. Um, you want to keep everyone happy. You want to keep people enjoying yeah. their time here. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, my question is, what are you guys going to do now? Um, how long do we have? Uh, at the moment, you've got um, probably only half an hour before you're due to arrive. So I'd, I'd say that it's probably time to head on over if that was what you wanted to wanted to. If you did want to attend the council meeting, it's probably time to head on over now. Okay. Um, well, we can't be late. Um, but late for what? Late for the meeting. There's meeting. I'm pretty sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, I'll follow your lead. We mustn't be late. It's the meeting to discuss this cult, what we can bring to it. I spoke with the Draconic Ambassador, and they are happy for me to be there as not their representative, but at least to report back to them. Um, they're meeting a fair amount of discrimination as a result of all this, a bit of bad press. So. I want to show a good, good face for them. But it's which, really which which one's your good face, Mira? Out of interest, is it your silver side or your red side? Depends on the day. <laughs> Depends how I'm feeling. Good answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I can't um, argue with that. I am the face. Two face. No, maybe. Mm. Who knows? 
Anyway, um, yes, but that should be our next guess. What, uh, what is your preference? I mean, you are all both embroiled in this, but also, I imagine that this is a lot to adjust to. I mean, would you like it, to come? It is why we are here, presumably. What do you think, Lara? I'm gonna be really honest with you guys. Like, I'm, I'm just going along with a lot of what you guys are saying because. I, I'm getting about every second word of a lot of the politics and stuff. Everything's very different. <laughs> but I, I'm just happy to do whatever you guys are doing. That's my girl. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll come along, I suppose. Okay. Well, I appreciate your support. Um, I wouldn't want to be by myself. No. Speaking Jim, of which, where is Jim? He's doing secret spy stuff. Secret? Yes, secret. Sorry, that was a little loud, wasn't it? <laughs> he looks around suspiciously. Uh, oh. Make me an insight check as you study the body language of people around you. Oh no. Fourteen. As you have a bit of a look, people seem to be relaxing, enjoying themselves. If Jin is secretly here amongst you, he's doing a good job pretending to be someone else. Hard to hmm. say. Um. Yeah, probably the people closest to you. Um, there's currently a debate going on between three people near you about the best way to cook eggs. Um, there's a, a halfling, a half-elf, and a human um, who are just, yeah, debating about basically the best way to have eggs. One of them's currently eating like a hard-boiled egg, and he's going on about how it's the best way. There's another one talking about egg <laughs> benedict. Um, and then there's a third one who um, is literally just eating raw eggs, um, and the other two are looking at him with quite a large degree of disgust. That's not good for the digestive system. <laughs> and and for the and for the record, putting one of those eggs through this gear in my arm here and mixing it all together. And uh, so it's all one little uh, little thing. Scrambling it is definitely the best way. Do you, do you have a scrambling attachment built into your Warforge body? No, I use one of my gears. Fantastic. Then I then I would argue that you do have a scrambling attachment built into your body. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an argument to say, yeah, if you've got gears that function that way, sure. How do you clean out your gears afterwards, or do they just stay eggy for a few days? <laughs> oh, oh, well, th th that's the thing is, I'm I am a warforge. All I need to do is sort of heat the metal up, and it cooks it, and it just scrapes it right off. Oh, uh, but like if it's going through the internal components, it's is, my is it going to coat you in like this black? cooked albumin that's going to be sorry we're getting really scientific here everybody um <laughs> it's just going to get like this scorched layer of albumin doesn't matter carry on i like it fantasy yes. just use prestidigitation clean it off problem solved um, <laughs> well it, uh, yeah. is covered in egg albumin <laughs> yeah that's it's it's not rust it's just old egg <laughs> best rust preventer there is yeah exactly right <laughs> the uh, fantasy equivalent of WD-40. It's just egg. Um, <laughs> fantastic. All righty. You guys head on over to the Imperion. Um, as you move across uh, the castle town, the large central district where the politicians play, the diplomats uh, differ on opinions. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's right. Some uh, alliteration there for you, babies. Um, or is that assonance? I can never remember the difference. Um as you pass through the area, you, you come across uh, a number of people uh, moving about the uh, the district in uh, relative uh, haste, moving across, trying to, to stay out of anyone else's way. Um, 
and it doesn't take you too long before you cross through this district and arrive, uh, arrive at the large gates of the Imperium. Um, standing to attention are a number of guards dressed in very fine armor, beautiful filigree encrusted with the, um, the symbol of the Ocean Empire, this large spanning globe um, with a large eagle crest in the middle. Uh, and as you approach the guards, they sort of stop you and look over you. This one human with a, a short grizzled beard uh, and a, a small scar underneath his eye and onto his nose. Right, what do you lot want? What are you doing here? Business. Oh. Um, I'll step forward. Uh, oh, we have business here in with the Lord. Is it the Lord's Council? Is I think it was called. Um, yeah, yeah. You've, you've been, you've been, you've been told um, Council of uh, of Palin, but um, the Lord's the Lord's Council works as as he looks over. Who who are you representing? Uh, I'm I'm representing the Draconic Embassy. My name is Mira. He looks over at one of his companions who pulls out a, a long list and begins scanning down. Uh, she, she's here, sir, Mira. Yep, she's on the list. Very well. And your companions, do they represent the Draconic uh, delegation of Velox, sir? He raises an eyebrow as he looks at you and then looks at your two very non-Dragonborn companions. <laughs> <laughs> they are my companions. Uh, they are... Uh, we are also representatives of the Tempest Adventuring Guild, and she'll put her little uh, business card forward again. Uh, they oh, are, sir, can... sir, the Temp- Tempest Guild—they're the last ones we're waiting on, sir. They, 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 that's who we're told to take straight through to the chambers. Oh, we're that's the Tempest Adventuring uh, Guild. That's us. Yes. We were told there would be a man dressed in robes, orange robes. Dragonborn with two color. Oh, okay, that's you. Dragonborn with two color scales. There would be a small creepy gnome, and some asshole dressed in green. <laughs> uh, we've had a few iterations since then. These are also registered members of the Tempest Guild. Make me a deception check with advantage, because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. But that is that is a flat out lie. Well, <laughs> it is a flat out lie. They haven't signed on to your guild yet. Yeah, that's true. You've just given them natural 20. (laughs) I understand. Staffing changes happen constantly. You must keep a good rotation to keep your soldiers strong. Very wise. I will take you to the chambers. Come, follow me. And he begins leading you through the uh, the building. I was so convincing (laughs) now. Lyra and Lockie are signed up. (laughs) They're both just... As you guys walk through the gate, Lyra and Lockie are like... Did we sign up? I don't remember signing any paperwork. Well, we must have, dear, because she said that we were signed up and she was very convincing. I trust her completely. (laughs) I've got this jar of sweets. Was that how I got signed up? Probably. (laughs) Something somewhere happened. Um, That's how it always Probably the jar of sweets. That that was your signing bonus, my dear. Um, oh, now you guys can't see anything at the moment because I forgot to put token down, tokens down for you. That'll do it. Ooh. How what exciting. is there? A map? Suspicious map is suspicious. Why are you suspicious of me having a map? Why is that suspicious? There we ah. go. You should have vision and you should be able to see stuff. Yes. Fantastic. Beautiful. There we go. Um, one thing to change. I need to put him not there, and I need to get Jin not there. There you go, guys. Map is complete. As you walk through uh, the castle grounds and the the grounds of um, of the Imperion, uh, you're taken not towards the main palace, which stands up on a slight hill overlooking the uh, the city. 
but over towards what looks like an old cathedral built into the side of a mountain. It's a part of this hillock that the uh, the Imperion, the, the large um, uh, the large uh, palace built upon. This sort of yeah, st- very cathedral-looking structure built into the side of a, of a, a cliffside. There are a number of nobles milling about and some guards moving across the section. Um, you are led underneath two large winged statues depicting uh, what look to be representations of, of some sort of holy or divine being, but not not one that you guys immediately recognize. If you want to make a religion check, you're more than welcome to. Is it old enough that Lyra would remember it? Uh, I'm still going to get a history check, but your DC is a lot easier. Hell yeah. History or religion? History or religion. I'll allow either. Okay. You guys are rolling really well tonight. 16, 15, 18. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Uh, you do recognize this is a depiction, a very old depiction, um, of a goddess that has been somewhat forgotten. Um, in the last uh, last couple of hundred years. This looks to be a depiction of Ion, the goddess of knowledge. Mm. Not not particularly worshipped anymore. Um, not, not widely worshipped. She, she still has some temples across and there will be uh, occasionally some um, locations that, that uh, would devote their time to her. But um, after the ruin, uh, all three of you know this, uh, just because of your ridiculously good roles. Um, after the ruin, she actually started to forbid her worshippers from worshipping her in the traditional sense, pushing them to seek knowledge and seek understanding of the world rather than wasting their time trying to determine her will. Um, she rejected uh, rejected her worship. Uh, yeah, the guard leads you underneath these depictions of, uh, of Ion. Um, in front of you, you see a, a large fountain um, that seems to actually head towards an underground river beyond. You can see uh, on either sides of the of the stream itself where the fountain joins, um, there's a cavern entrance that drops very rapidly. It looks like this drops yeah, quite, quite far below the earth, quite deep. The water itself coming from underneath the area where you are now and then disappearing, possibly off some waterfall not too far in the distance that then takes it down deeper and deeper into the dark. Uh, but the guard doesn't take you down and push you through the waterfall. Um, he mm-hmm. takes you up the steps towards the side uh, and leads you up towards these large stone doors. In front of the stone doors, you can see a number of nobles um, talking amongst themselves and arguing. Um, the two towards the front are currently having an argument with two of the guards in front of them. I say, my good sir, we should be allowed. It is ridiculous that the Council of the Council of Palin is not allowing every member of the Lords Alliance access. What makes old Neverember think he's so much more special than the rest of us, eh? Uh, the guard looks towards us. Sir, I've been given strict orders. I can't let you pass. I'm deeply sorry, but if you've got questions, if you've got complaints, you need to take them up with someone far higher than me. Look at me. Do you think I make the decisions here? Talking back to your betters, boy! Um... As this guard walks past and gestures you guys through the doors, then it goes, hang, hang on a minute, who are these ruffians just wandering it off the street? I, I, I will be having words. Do I recognize um, this guy? <laughs> may, oh, I am going to say, I'm going to say that you do, because uh, it's fucking hilarious if you do. Uh, as you look over, you recognize this as a very minor noble house. Um, this is Lord Devon of Sumga. 
He is the head, De- Devon of Sumga. He is the head of an incredibly minor noble family. Their ties to nobility are so tenuous, not even a thread binds them. Um, it is a whisper of connection to the noble families, yet he is one of the more outspoken members of the minor nobility. Um, in your mind, probably the word compensating springs in just out of the <laughs> Um the woman he's with uh you don't recognize um but she seems a lot more thoughtful she's sort of taken a step back and is just letting him make a fool of himself in front of these guards and uh is not as interested in participating in whatever tomfoolery he's discussing right now mm. mm-hmm. this is unacceptable i just whispered to Lockie and lyra because i feel like mira kind of wants to be to a guide a bit because they both seemed a little unsure of this whole situation but she doesn't see why anyone wouldn't be interested in politics so she's just going to whisper to them about that oh that's 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 lord devon of sumner very very minor very minor nobility over there yes make me a stealth check okay (laughs) i want to see if he hears this yeah 17 17 18. Unbelievable! Who who do you think you are? He sort of stands over. Some puffed up bicolored dragonborn. Ooh. (laughs) Unbelievable. Pick a side. If you wanted to have words with my friend Mira here, then you'll have to uh, excuse yourself. I don't think the ties that bind are quite strong enough in this case. And who are you? Some rust bucket walking around pretending it's sentient? The city'd be a lot better if we kicked your kind out onto the curb. With this, the guard walks over and pushes a spear into the small of his back. Sir, I'd like to ask you to move on, please. That is more than enough from you. I, your supervisor, will hear of this. I am the supervisor. Move along, sir. You three in through the doors now before this... Lowhard has more to say. Goodbye, meatbag. <laughs> Larry's meat taking bag. note. I'll have you disassembled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, carry on, Lara. Uh, uh, Lara is just taking note of the face of the guard out because she wants to offer sweet on her way out. Oh. I love it. <laughs> Do it now, but he looks like he's busy. He does. He does look like he's a bit busy. Uh, perfect. You guys can head on through those uh, those double doors. Mm-hmm. Did the woman go with him, or did she sneak away? No, no, she hasn't snuck away. She's just standing back, seeing what happens, keeping her distance from what's going on around. Okay. Uh, beautiful. The room you find yourselves in was clearly once used for worship or some sort of large gathering space, and has now since been converted. Large stone stairs curving around the outside wall arrive at a large stone balcony high above a central dais, keeping those in that position high above the others below. The centre of the room probably once held pews or seats for those worshipping, listening to the words of their gods from above, but now, now there is a large table made of wood and white marble, above which hovers a illusionary version, an illusionary representation of the world of Nostea. You can see floating around 
are the floating cities represented on this illusion. You can see the sky cities moving about, tracked in what seems to be possibly real time, showing their pathway across the planet. This wow. is magic and artificing beyond what you thought was possible, Loki. Lyra mm -hmm. probably hadn't bothered to imagine stuff like this because it's not her area of interest. And Mira, this is not technology or technomancy that you've been exposed to before. This is something else. Mm. This is beyond what most people have access to nowadays. Um, sitting in the positions around the top are three figures. A man in a large red coat with a short trim moustache sipping from a glass of wine glares over the top of some half-moon spectacles as you enter. In the middle is a woman with long grey hair dressed in beautiful elegant robes. To her left is an elven gentleman with silver blonde hair, piercing green eyes and dressed in the traditional garb of the wood elves sitting on top. There is a familiar face, two familiar faces for Mira, sitting at the table, quietly discussing some matter, Susurus and Omtharfru. Uh, the dwarven gentleman who accompanied you in your trip to Palin the first time you guys came here. Uh, currently sitting and discussing something. As you enter, Susra stands, gives you a little wave and gestures to the seats next to her, uh, indicating that perhaps you should sit next to her. Onthar gives you a wide smile mirror, stands up, ignoring the quiet, uh, quiet decor, and goes, Mira, how you do, alas? Been a while since I've seen you. Where's where's the rest of them? Where's your gang? Ah, uh, well, we've had a few uh, 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 staffing. staffing changes. Yes, since since we last saw each other. But uh, no, we've no, been. I, are they okay? What what's happened to them? Where is Azura and Wiltex? Are they all right? Uh well, Azura is currently collecting intel in the Feywilds, I believe, and Wiltex is I think dealing with some personal matters of a uh, hairy nature oh my so, but I, I hope they're okay so do I I'm going to catch up with Leosin after this absolutely I, that sounds like a, a great idea is, is Leosin here in the city he is somewhere yes I believe so Sussurus, Sussurus, the airship docks I think you'll remember bought yes. you a little present well I say bought he hasn't quite paid for all of it you might want to go and speak with him before you start spending that money you've been carrying around <laughs> his little smile as she says it uh -oh. the way I hear it he could be in a little bit of trouble great excellent <laughs> excellent <laughs> excellent um uh, but this, polite, uh, I'll oh, introduce them. No, no, I'll just introduce him to Lockie and Lara as well. Yeah. Oh no! Please do do it in character. I, I think <laughs> it'd be beautiful for um, Lockie and Lara to meet on mm. uh, Another associate. Um, this one is less political and more practical. Wouldn't that be right, Omtha? Oh, that's a great analysis. Omtha Froom holds out a hand. Uh, very stern handshake. Uh, the hill dwarf you see in front of you, for he is a hill dwarf, has a long red flowing beard. Hairs pulled back into a very short braid and is dressed in very elegant plate armor. Um, on his chest is emblazoned a large silver gauntlet, and actually one of the gauntlets of his armor is made of silver. Um, 
Order of the Gauntlets. Mercenary company, but we've taken on a few more responsibilities of late. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. And now a man made of metal. That's going to be very interesting. I imagine you're quite handy in a scrap. I have my moments, and I uh, must say that your armor is quite impressive. Well, it's just uh, just standard issue. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, yeah. You definitely think he's not telling the truth. It's definitely not standard issue. <laughs> you yeah. just bashful. Uh, yeah, to your to your discerning artificer armor eye, um, it's very well made, incredibly well made. And you, lass, lovely to meet you. Uh, you look like uh, some sort of druid or wildling. On it in one, I'm Lyra. I'm a druid. Would you like a boiled sweet? I I would love a boiled sweet. Thank you so much. Holds out a hand. You picked out the jar. I don't know the flavors. Uh, I don't know about them either. I'm still going through them. Um, the red one was good for Mira, but it shut down Loki, so uh, maybe try not, one. No, I, I won't risk it in case it's cherry. Can I have a blue one? Yeah. yeah. And she shakes out a blue one and grabs one yeah. for herself, chucks it in her mouth. Uh, yeah, it tastes of blueberry. Um, very rich, creamy um, blueberry. Oh, that's, that's these blue ones nice. are made with rocks. Oh. Right, well, that's, that's no stranger to a dwarven diet. Chewed down Not cots true. for my fourth birthday. Uh, you hear a polite cough come from a... <clears throat> Would you yes, like a boiled sweet you... too? <laughs> no. Mira that, just that, smiles that at this. This is exactly necessary. why she's like an adventurer. <laughs> no, that, no that, that won't be necessary. Please, if you could take your seats. We are just waiting on one more member of the council, and we can begin. Oh, the lady in the centre speaks up. Susser sort of nods next to her and gives you guys a bit of an eyebrow eyebrow raise. Mira just smiles. Yeah. Sit next to Lyra. And she just kind of whispers to Lyra. She says, you would be excellent in politics, you know. (laughs) No one's ever Uh... thought to just hand out sweets before. (laughs) Mind-blowing. Yep. Actually, do you know what? No, Onthar's going to say that. Oh, you know what? I don't think anyone's ever handed out sweets at one of these boring, stuffy meetings before. This is much better. He's just like sucking it quite loudly, um, seemingly oblivious <laughs> to the discomforting noise that he's making next to you. Uh, Susser sort of leans into the three of you and goes, Now, I imagine you'd like to know who it is you're speaking with. Uh, up on the left-hand side, you can see Lord Melandrak. He's here with the delegation of the Wood Elves. Very interesting, I thought. Lady Lorraine Silverhand and Lord Daigult, or Duke Daigult, never ember. Members of the Lord's Alliance, those two. I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. Always out for themselves. Always out for power. And what do we know about those who are out for power, Mira? I'll do anything to keep it. Almost correct. Lyra, would you like to have a turn? What do we know about people who seek power? Their head is just as detachable from their shoulders as anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) There's a pause, and then Susurus laughs. The the professional quiet mask that she's been keeping shatters. She goes, (laughs) Oh, that is wonderful. You are my favourite, Lyra. Very yes. good. I was going to say that they're never sated. They're always hungry for more. But that 
That is a quote of the day. I'm getting that on a t-shirt. Mira looks a little crestfallen. She wants to be Sassarus' favourite student. <laughs> Teacher, please notice me. Notice me, senpai. Uh, I, she doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I can only apologize. I don't know what that was. I don't know. I'm really sorry about that, everybody. I'm sorry I had to sit through that. Um <laughs> Jesus. If we could have a little bit of decorum, please. Um, uh, sorry, as um, as this is going on, um, a figure walks into the hall coming from behind and takes a seat uh, next to Loki. Um, this is a figure who, Lyra, as you sort of turn around and look, you actually recognize this person who comes and sit ne- sits next to Loki. This is someone who you spent a lot of time with. When you were learning your druidic craft, you didn't spend all your time with the One Circle. Um, You did an exchange quite a while ago, back when you first joined on. A lot of the druid circles tended to be quite uh, quite friendly with each other, and there was a lot of encouragement before devoting yourself to One Circle to understand what the other circles have to offer, to to see what fitted your personality and what fitted your lifestyle. Um, before you devote yourself fully to the to the different circles, the circle of spores, dreams, shepherd, um, it, it was important that you understand the the responsibility that was uh, going to be entrusted to you, and that you that you had a chance to to work with them. The woman who comes and sits down is an elf with beautiful long blonde hair, dressed in uh, elegant silver and blue robes, who you recognise as Ramalia Haventree, a druid from the Circle of the Shepherds who had been one of your tutors when you had done an exchange with the Circle of Shepherds. You'd found her to be a very warm maternal figure. It was very encouraging of all of the students. Fiercely protective of the natural world, particularly the animals of the natural world. Her her focus was on animal protection. Um, and was very encouraging of your wild shaping, of your of your understanding of the beasts. Um, and even though the Circle of Shepherds wasn't a good fit for you personally, you found it much more enjoyable to, to run wild with the beasts rather than standing above them and shepherding them. Um, she was very supportive of that and wished you all the best when you last saw her. Um, it has been a very long time. She looks a lot older. Um, despite her elven heritage and despite the long life of the elves, it does seem time has had an effect on her. Where once she was youthful-looking and bright and vibrant, grey has started to appear, grey flecks appearing in the long strands of her hair. Laughter lines have formed permanent creases, now wrinkles on her face, and her eyes are slightly more sunken and tired. Until this moment, I'd say probably Lyra hasn't really felt the full effects of being so displaced in time, having been kept sort of um, trapped for so long hasn't really hasn't really understood or felt the full effects until this moment seeing a familiar face an unchanged familiar face suddenly age before you probably does now start to sink in that you've been gone a long time the world has changed I think more than you suspected I reckon she'd yes, probably, sir. when she sees her, she'd probably jump up so fast that the chair is sort of knocked back, falls over, sort of with a loud cl- She just sprints right up to her, is just like, Romalia! Gives her a big hug, and then looks at her and 
You got old. I, I surely it can't be Lyra. How the one and the same. Alive. I was stuck in a gem for six hundred years. It sucked. Stuck in a gem. I, I don't think I understand. Where have you, where have you been? What happened to your circle? I was hoping I could ask you that actually, um, but I, that's probably a conversation for another time. And she sort of looks up at the rest of the people as like, yeah, the three lords, the three members of the Lords Alliance looking down upon you all give a bit of a curious look and, um, yeah, Romalia sort of goes, yes, of course, another, another time we... We must speak. The loss of your circle has been devastating to the balance. I I was really hoping you might know more. I, 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 I'm so sorry. I'd assumed that whatever had happened to you had... Whatever happened to them had, had happened to you, too. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, we, we will speak another time. We are here for other dire news. Unfortunately, it seems the world has grown a lot darker since I last saw you. Say that again. Um, and Romalia goes and sits down next to Loki, but occasionally glances over to keep an eye on you. Um, keep an eye on you, Larry, to see how you're doing. And Almost as if she doesn't quite believe it's you, as if she's still struggling to understand how you can be here. Um, there's almost a look of suspicion in her eyes as well, as if she doesn't quite believe what she's seeing, that you're here. Um, but yeah, as 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 uh, as Mira and Loki witness that happen, and sort of, you guys can make your own uh, make your own or, or draw your own conclusions from that. Um, you see one of the uh, figures above steps forward. The uh, the man with the I would describe it as a sour expression. I'll see if I've got a picture that I can put up for you guys to have a look at. Um, I really hope I do. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be something? Um, Creatures. No, it doesn't look like I do. Oh, I hang on. No, unfortunately, I don't think I do. Damn, he's a he's a fantastic looking man in this uh, in this red coat. I can blow him up a little bit for you so that you can enjoy a picture of him right there. Um, yeah, yeah, the very harsh looking man, the pointy pointy beard and moustache and the swilling the um, Grange Hermitage wine as he sort of looks down his nose at you. Right. If we could all now begin, that would be fantastic. Uh, oh, and quickly. Have you had time to oh. talk? Yeah, sorry. No, no, yeah. Just quickly. Um, yeah. yeah. Mira would have been kind of, well, distracted by Lyra's sort of conversation there, but had been kind of looking around, just sussing out whether there was anyone else here, you know, doing, just, just scoping. Just, can she see any, any, yeah, um, that- Oh, that sounds like a um, that sounds like a, a fantastic reason to give me a perception or an investigation check. I would say. Oh, I did a perception. Ten. Ten. As you look around, you can see there are two knights standing to attention on either side of the uh, stairwell up. Um, neither seem to be paying much attention to the goings on. They both seem very focused on their duty to guard uh, the people in this room. Apart from that, just you guys. Okay. All right. It looks like normally. 
Oh, sorry. I was going to say, it looks like normally there would be a complement of scribes taking up residence at the circular tables around the edge of the stairway. Uh, Mira, you can see that there's quills and ink and paper um, positioned for people to look. Possibly at this point, I'd say, Mira, it's starting to occur to you that this might even be used as a courtroom on occasion. Um, mm, that feeling, yeah. It's, it's definitely starting to give you that vibe of a courtroom. Um, that the yeah, this this could this could be used for trialing cases in secret that can't be held in the public eye. Um, it's it's I'd say that there's a slight sort of sinister feeling to this place in in a way that mm. the gears of bureaucracy, the real power behind the empire, happens in this room. And mm. you are now in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it the happened. The room. The room where it happened. <laughs> You wanted to be in the room where it happened, now you're here. Um, you're welcome for that reference. <laughs> if, you, if, if anyone's listening who gets that, um, you're a massive nerd, but we love you. Uh, yeah. So uh, that, that's what you see, Mira. Uh, while that's happening, Mira, and, uh, sorry, uh, Lyra and Lockie, are you guys wanting to get up to anything? I oh, think someone Lyra's. in the chat's got it. We got we got people in the chat yelling out Hamilton. They've got it. You guys are right. <laughs> yes, fellow nerdy Hamilton fans. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No, we're not going to break into song. Um, <laughs> we don't have the right to that song. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm not getting banned for that. Although I'm I'm, I'm wearing a shirt, but <laughs> da, da 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 As, as Lord never ever stands up and goes, "You'll be back in a while." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, sorry, Lockie and Lyra, would you guys be getting up to any mischief while this is going on? What would you be doing? Um, a little bit. Well, sort of you, he'll be paying attention to everything that's going on, obviously. But when his um, attention drifts, it will be to the mechanics of this space. And also, because this, um, this table that we're sitting at, that's part of like yeah. a whole collection of things as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So to, yeah, so just sort of like surreptitiously sort of like poking around at it, maybe like fiddling with a dial or something that's nearby just trying to get a feel for it absolutely um Lockie, as you begin sort of investigating the table very quickly you notice that the very center of the table hovering in the air in the middle of this illusion excuse me in the middle of this illusion is a perfectly spherical crystal um as you focus on it and try to see it closer could i please have an arcana check absolutely. i think arcana is the most appropriate here Mm. I want to see how much you learn from this. Mm. I, I saw I had a flash in of inspiration. Oh, yeah, you've been given an inspiration. Yes, you have. Would you like to use it? I, I do Woo. want to use it for that. Boom, I will take that off. Well, I allocated it to you, but I will take it off. Oh, dang. Oh, did you roll a nine again? That's two nines. So you rolled a nine. You spent, you spent your audience um, paid for. Audience yes. paid for advantage and it's gone. You actually do still have another Thank one here, but unfortunately, you can't just keep rolling dice. That's it. Uh, Lockie, as you look at the crystal, you do catch a glimpse of what looks like carvings of, of shapes on the surface of it. Not words, uh, strange shapes, very fragmented down the bottom, a very large central one. Um, yeah, it almost looks like a maybe even a map for a moment as you look at it. Um, but the magic that's powering this thing, you're not quite sure how it works. Uh, no one looks to be concentrating on the spell. It looks like this is completely autonomous magic. Um, very impressive. Not quite sure how it works, though. I would need to take it apart. <laughs> and he, ta he takes out one of his um, one of his tools and goes, 
that would not be appropriate. <laughs> I mean, I... Sustra sees you removing, like, a wrench and just gives you dagger eyes across the table. <laughs> like, looks at you, points at you, and, like, just starts, like, moving the finger across her throat and points at the the wrench and points back to your pocket again. <laughs> All right, so he puts it away. Absolutely. Right, is that enough time? Have you all had time to chat and to talk and to battle on while the fate of the world is at stake? So they tell us, anyway. Tell us while we're all here, Laurel. Stop wasting my time. He sits down, stood up to give that little vitriolic speech, just collapses back into his chair. Wow. Hey, is he the drunk? woman? Oh, inside check. Yeah. Inside check. Inside check. <laughs> I'm amazed you didn't shout inside check for that. I'm surprised. Uh, 18. 18. Uh, he, there is an element of tipsiness, but you also just think he's just an arsehole. Like he's okay. slightly he's slightly less inhibited, which means his assholeness is showing through a bit more than normal. But he's, I mean, that just means that yeah, he's assholery. It just means that he's he, like his pure self, like <laughs> is even more of a dick, basically. Wow. I <laughs> yeah, love this. Stuff. This guy strikes you as just a rude everything you hated about the politicians and particularly those who were born into power i'd probably say that the the politicians annoyed you for their hunger and for their need to rise in power but the ones who disgusted you the ones who really revolted you were the lords the ones who were born into power and privilege never understood um or accepted what that power and privilege was like refused to believe that they had that um, and continue to, to try and claw even more from the people, even more f- away from the, the elected representatives, try and take back the, um, the line of succession and, and power being passed down through families. Probably that disgusted you a fair bit. He is almost a physical manifestation of the worst people that you interacted with during that time. Just his tone probably brings back memories of that, that impetuous tone of someone who thinks they're better than everyone else. Probably that sets you off a little bit. Yep, yep. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying you have to get angry or anything like that, but that probably that probably does irritate you. Just so a bit of... A vein. Literally a vein on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A vein on your forehead begins to sort of twitch ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he stands up in front of the group... Um, delivers that line then sits down again um laurel stands up thank you all for coming i understand that uh Susurus has a report to share before we get into the main stories before we get into the main focus of today's meeting now i understand that the draconic delegation from velixer have not been invited to this meeting is that correct why would I want a bunch of dragons here when they're the ones responsible for this mess? Quite. He pointedly looks at you, Mira, and then looks away in disgust as he says that. Susurus stands and begins walking around the table. Um, right, well, I have some information for you. For those of you who are not up to speed with most recent events... Intel delivered by our friends, she gestures over towards Mira, Lyra, and Loki, has thoroughly confirmed our suspicions that the Order of the Dragon are indeed 
changing their tactics. There is a new goal in mind. No longer are they interested in just raising dragons from the dead. It seems they're after wealth. Now, our intelligence originally had this wealth as being used to be for some purchase of land, maybe, to grow their following, but these three here have confirmed that it is in fact part of a ritual needed to bring the betrayer god Tiamat back into the world from her prison in the stars beyond. At this point, we don't know how far along they are. The group were able to destroy their flying castle, which we have now secured. We still do not understand how it functioned or how it was able to fly. It seems the mechanisms inside were powered by some form of necromancy. But as you know, giant magic... Oh, yeah, yeah. As she sees you put your hand up, she sort of pauses and looks over and goes, Yes, Lucky, you've got something to add? I, I think you'll find it's it's a gravitationally negated, elementary propelled fortified city. Uh, it used clockwork and elemental magic to keep it flying and was uh, uh, un- undermined by the use of a necrotic force. For which Sustros was- nods and goes, What he said. <laughs> as you can see our intelligence is still in the process of being gathered she looks over to you guys and mutters under breath when I asked you to tell me everything that was on the list of everything never mind Um. well we know how the ship was flying but as you know giant magic is notoriously difficult to operate and we have been unable to reactivate the ship I imagine as my learned and esteemed colleague Lockie Hobbs points out Perhaps the mechanism has been irrevocably damaged by the use of necromantic energy to power it for such a long time in the absence of giant magic. At this point, we don't know where they are, we don't know what resources they have, and we don't know how far along they are in securing the Horde. Unfortunately, we found no evidence of treasure aboard the ship. It seems it has all gone which means we have to assume, she gives a very pointed look at the three of you, that the Order must still have it, I guess. Which means they are further along and more prepared and financed than would be ideal. Our mission, our continuing mission, is to try and locate where they are and stop whatever it is they're doing, regardless of whether or not you believe they can bring Tiamat back. The threat they pose cannot be ignored any longer. With that, she goes and takes a seat back down again. The rail goes... Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, go. Just quickly, well, the Mm. first that she mentioned the cult and what they were doing, can I insight check again to see if any of them were not overly surprised? Or had kind of prior knowledge? Yes, you absolutely can. That looks like you've done Burning Hands. Uh, yes, I accidentally clicked that. Um, yes, so who no. are you casting Burning Hands? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, DC 15 saves. So I'll get a deck save from you. Uh, so that'll be... <laughs> gosh, that's everyone in the room. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> 20, 20 insight. Um, Duke Daigold Neverember doesn't seem to be paying much attention. Um so his reaction is very hard to gauge if he's surprised. Genuinely looks like he's not really listening very much at all. Onthar is just sort of nodding as if this is all, all, none of this is new. He knows all of this. Mm. This is all 
all knowledge to him. Uh, Romalia as well um, seems to be... Hmm. Yeah. Romalia shows surprise at the mention of the treasure missing and not knowing where they're up to with the treasure. She shows surprise at Lockie's description of how the airship functions. In fact, I'd say probably, Mira, the moment you see Dagot stop paying attention is when Lockie starts speaking. Um, yeah, not really sure where Romalia... Yeah, you're not quite sure where, where Romalia is surprised, but something about the statement was a little bit surprising to Romalia. The rest of it seems somewhat familiar to her. Um, as for uh, Laurel and Lord Melendruck, um, Melendruck is completely unreadable the entire time. His yeah. face is still and impassive as he watches on, making no emotional uh, signs at all. Uh, Laurel seems a bit more open book. Um, you do see her sort of frowning at the mention of the treasure and the airship no longer being functional. You see her frowning at basically saying, like, we're, we've, we're nowhere. We don't know where they are. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know what their resources are. We're kind of back to square one. Um, that does seem to make her a bit frustrated. Um, as she takes a seat, um, as as yeah, as she as she as uh, as Sustra comes and sits back sits back down next to you, uh, Laurel stands and, and looks over the balcony. Well, I was hoping that we'd have a little more than that to go on. Are you telling us we have no idea where this group are now? We have no idea what their current resources are, and we don't know where they will strike next. Lucky's arm goes up again. Yes. Uh, well, that, not one hundred percent true. We we had the the direction and, and speed of, of the uh, of the of the flying fortification when it before it was uh, re- redirected by 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 our, by our friends here. Um, you hear a thunk as Susurus's head and horns hit <laughs> the table. <laughs> I said, "Tell me everything." Fuck! <laughs> you just hear under the table. <laughs> I, I I didn't know it. I could possibly maybe uh, d- draw some um, triangulation coordinates if 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 you gave me the time to to, to run the numbers. Yes, absolutely. Please, at your earliest convenience, please do those numbers and tell what was their heading, where were they going, what okay. was their uh, aim. Oh, I, I I believe they were moving the the fortress to. Uh, uh, a place for uh, culty reasons. Um, look, I'll, I'll, I'll use what, this. What fortress? This. What are you talking about? This is uh, the first we're hearing about a fortress. What do you mean fortress? You, you crashed the sky castle. You, you yes, the the it's not a sky castle. It's 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 a gravitationally negated elemental pale fortified city, and it was moving. I just can, can I? Just, sorry, he's, he's going to use the map. The, the glowing map in front of him and see if we can um, yeah. do a little bit of a uh, little bit of maths and, and figure figure out where, where it's going Ooh, absolutely make me an intelligence check just a flat intelligence check um, Could... your DC is lowered because of your uh, nature and abilities Lockie 16 Lockie might have known already potentially yeah no. Lockie Lockie as you, yeah I mean you've you're, you've been crunching the numbers in the back of your mind for a couple of hours yeah. now it's, I mean when when the um when the upper keep detached from the sky castle and took off, you immediately started crunching numbers on airspeed, velocity, um, direction of travel, likely ports of call. Um, yeah, you know for a fact that they headed um, on a complete, uh, complete um, north uh, northwesterly bearing, um, heading up towards the upper peninsula of uh, of Ocia. 
Yes. No, so, no that is it. Yeah. At the rate they if, were going, you reckon um, they had enough speed to reach yeah. the very northern tip probably in uh, maybe two, three days. See, if, if you carry the two, and then this is the very interesting part, because this all gets multiplied. Susurus walks it, over, puts a hand on your shoulder and goes, Lucky, they don't they don't care how you got to the numbers. Please just just give them the answer for the love of oh, God before right. I remove uh, parts of you forcefully. You could and as, as she walks past you, Mira, she goes, and we need to have a talk about the phrasing, tell me everything. When I tell you to tell me everything, I am asking you, please, for the love of the gods, tell me everything I might need to know. I did. She sits know. back down. With all this stuff, he was scared. I look he seems like a little bit an different. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that part of the castle detached itself and flew off. That's important information. No, you didn't. None of you oh, mentioned shit. that. I thought you did. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Best, <laughs> best spies ever. <laughs> I would also like to add, Lockie, you know for a fact that the cult and the Order of the Dragon weren't in that keep that flew off. That was just mm-hmm. the vampire, Sandesel. Yeah. yeah. Cool, just checking. Yeah, yep. just checking. And, and so so the, the, the city would have landed here. Also, point of order, uh, the flying part of the city detached wasn't actually a cult. That's just a, a, a resident vampire. I don't need to worry about that. Um, so it Sorry, have... what? No, 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 no. Stop, stop, your stop, stop. Cease all primary functions and uh, be seated. Thank you. What you're telling me is that part of the sky castle detached itself and fl- not you she points at you lucky <laughs> you she points at lyra you the you're the only one who's been quiet speak now you're telling me that part of the sky castle detached itself and flew off i'm assuming with the treasure or are we to believe that that was completely unrelated and it just so happened that part of this castle detached itself and flew off with a vampire at the helm is that is that correct is that what we're believing I, she points I, at you lyra I can vouch for the vampire flying off part, but I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm not the best person to ask where the treasure went because I've kind of been stuck in a gem for 600 years. Like, uh, they, they kind of let me out and then the castle was crashing, so we jumped off the castle. Like, it, it's a lot. I'm, I'm not a good one she to be asking questions hands. off. <laughs> she holds up a hand. Right. You. She looks over towards you, Mira. Where is the cult? Well, didn't know this, and to be fair, I should have probably asked Lockie, considering he was pretty much running the engine, but it sounds like it's, based on his calculations, north. So how did they get away? So, th- so they were taking this keep? Is that, is that, they, they, did, they did take the keep? I don't understand. Your stories are conflicting on every detail. Okay, so the way I see it is that this cult was taking this castle slash fortress slash gravitationally positioned. I know what it is. Just yeah. get to the part where you tell me. Uh, uh, they were taking that and the horde to this location, and she points at the point that Lockie pointed at before. Based on our calculations, 
Right. And how did they get there? They if it were... wasn't on the section of the sky ship, section of the the sky castle that detached the giant's castle, then how did they get there? Did they have sky ships? Were they flying there? Well, I believe that they were taking this castle there, but we saw one of the leaders fly away on a silver dragon... No, black dragon. Okay, right. Right. We assume that's and the where treasure? Where is the treasure now? Did you see them take that? No, no, no. The treasure uh, was recovered and is currently in redistribution mode. What do you mean redistribution mode? What, what does that mean? Susurus can explain. <laughs> Susurus looks at you shooting daggers and goes, No, go fuck yourself. I've got no idea what they mean. Sorry, no idea. <laughs> You have thrown me under the troll at every single turn. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, Mira looks so disappointed. <laughs> you have you have made them question my abilities as a spy and made them que- you've made me question my abilities as a spy. You tell them where the treasure is. Ah, uh, yes, you can't <laughs> you can't thwart incompetence. Um uh, at this point Mira will just cave in. Jin has it. Jin has it. <laughs> Who is Jin? Oh, yeah. Says, Jin. The, says the, little, <laughs> the, the lady. Who are you talking about? Who is this person? Uh, another of our another of our party. Um, and where is he? What, did he just run off with the treasure? This, this needs to be taken back to the people it was taken from. I uh, at that point, the the Lord Degult in the red, uh, Duke Degult, stands up and goes, I myself lost a considerable sum of money to that group. I would have my assets recovered first and foremost. You will have your companion bring these to my manor immediately at the inside. confusion. Inside. He actually yeah, loses money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, please don't yell inside, check at me, but yes, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to say, do I believe him? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Five. Um, yeah, yeah he, he seems very, I mean... Given that he seems so frustrated and annoyed, it is very plausible that the reason he's so pissy right now is not because he's an arsehole. Maybe he's just really sad that he's lost all of his treasure. Damn. Um, yeah, it seems seems plausible. At this point, have, though... Have uh, this djinn bring the items to my manor immediately at the conclusion of this meeting. Okay, at this point, Mira will stand up and she'll be like, Look... Let's just cut the crap here, okay? This is more important than any of us or our abilities or our money or anything. Look, we have to kill. We have to destroy this cult. And what you know? What are we even doing here if we just get bogged down in details? We have the ability and we have the power and the drive to go and do something good in this world. We need to stop this. On the slams a gauntleted fist and then goes here here it's time we did something there's been too much talking already we're here till bloody winter at this rate uh laurel uh, stands up and goes the purpose of this meeting was so that we could meet and learn from each other so that we could unite and come up with some solution for taking down this group your passion does you credit, but 
your inconsistent information that your group is bringing is only making our jobs harder. Tell us now, where is the treasure? Where is this hoard? If it's been recovered, who has it and where are they? Silence we're, will we're not no, no, get you no, no. out of this. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but the, the current location of our compatriot is at this point unknown. So he has run off with the treasure. Fine, we will move on, but we are coming back to that point. It is vital that we understand what it has, where it has gone it's for the in, moment. At this point, safe and not in the hands of the cult. Fine, fine, then that's, then that will have to be enough for the moment. Fine. Do you know where they are and what they're planning next? Yes, they are there. <laughs> okay, and what are they planning next? That's, we are not sure. We know that they need a certain amount of wealth to perform this ritual and that they require some sort of sacrifice to open the, the portal I assume what sort of sacrifice we're not sure but make me a deception check <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it has something to do with um, pure dragon blood that's what she was going to say I'll, I'll allow persuasion or deception your choice because you're not yeah. telling an outright lie you don't know 100% but you no, are deliberately yeah, withholding information yeah Mira doesn't really know so she's not like... 100% no, you don't know 100% nine oh, right. <laughs> Daigle sort of stands up and leans over the pulpit towards you and goes right clearly they don't have all the information these representatives of the adventurers guild these league of adventurers are a complete waste of our time. You have no place in these council meetings. You have no knowledge that is useful for us. Your grunts who should be out in the field doing grunt work. Come back when you have some real information, when you're of use to the intelligence community. As he looks over and leans down, looking towards you, as that kind of cuts to the core a little bit. At this point, Romalia leans forward and stands up. I have listened and been quiet for far too long. This is... Oh, sorry, she sounds too close to Elia. Sorry. Um, I have listened and been silent for far too long. I do not want to kill the members of the cult. They are a part of the balance of the world as much as you or I. They cannot just kill them. That is, That is upsetting the balance, just as they have upset the balance now. It is not our place to kill. It is our place to stop. Bringing Tiamat back will upset the balance that we have been able to maintain for these hundreds of years, but we cannot do it with violence. Members of my circle have been gathering intelligence for some time, and I do have news, something that might be useful. There has been word that Varum the White, one of the bearers of the dragon masks, has been spotted towards the north. I think it is high time someone goes to investigate these whispers. 
to find out if there's any truth to them. With that, she sits down. Very silent, somber. Well, is there any among you who feels up to the task? I don't see why not. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Well, you'd best be on your way. Alrighty then, and like as the guy's Lyra just looks at the door. She's like, "Is the door open? Can we just go?" Yeah, the door doors aren't open, but you, that you opened them to come in. You're pretty sure you could open them to get out. I think she takes that as dismissal and leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lyra, as you as you stand up and begin sort of moving away from the chair, I'm just going to stop you when you get to there. As you stand up and begin moving away, something strange happens there's a silence as all sound disappears for a moment the world goes quiet and still and you hear nothing then a rumbling rising noise as if from the earth itself begins to rise this deep sounds like a horn of some sort but far louder and far deeper than anything you've heard before stills across the room shaking the walls and foundation the members of the council look up in alarm moving, turning this way and that trying to locate the source of this noise the guards, hands on weapons look around Susurus, eyebrows furrowed looking confused, Onthar pulls out his battle axe and starts swinging around Ah, come at me, come on Romalia just sort of puts her head in her hands goes silent the sound abates leaving silence behind before the sounds of the city begin coming back and the only person who speaks is the only person who's been silent this entire council meeting the elven lord dressed in the autumn colours stands and looks around that was the dracon this is so much worse than we thought and that is where we're going to end for tonight. Oh, oh wow. Well, <laughs> I like to end a little cliffhanger just to yeah. keep, you guys, uh, keep you guys going. Um, well, I think we'll, we'll do a slightly earlier finish tonight because we're missing um, missing Jared, but we will jump back in next session and we'll, we'll hear what Jared was up to, what Jin was up to um, while that session was, was running. So thank you so much, everybody who's been joining us. Um, thank you, uh, Evildoer, for coming and raiding us with your, with your lovely D&D peeps always a pleasure to have you guys in the chat we love you so much um but yeah that is where we will be wrapping up for tonight so i hope everyone stays safe everyone stays well and we will be back next wednesday same time same place for some more rise of tiamat tyranny of dragons i i've got nothing else goodbye everybody we'll see you later see you later farewell everybody stay safe and goodbye